Free cloud. I got gotcha. you. All right. There we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fix Your BS podcast, where BS stands for belief systems. We are interviewing another amazing individual who has done some amazing things. Today, we are with Emily, who is a multi-passionate entrepreneur starting her first brick and mortar business at the age of 20, which is awesome, by the way. She's the founder of the Paper and Plan Co., which we need to work together on for uh, Fix Your BS. She twice published cookbook uh, of uh, the Fresh Farmhouse Kitchen and the Saints Plate and Sinners Dinner, which are also amazing. Author of Relationships First Leadership Book and creator of Fit Home and Health uh, Co., She's also co-host of Curious Me Podcast, the founder of the Women in Business Workshop, which is where we ran into each other last, and uh, COO of 44-7 Media and the, which I always say this incorrectly. RFA. 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 I always want to say a REIT, which I'm sure you get a lot. Syndicate uh, and co-founder of Freedom Reads Book Club, one-on-one business coach, speaker, all-around amazing individual. It's Emily Frisella. Go ahead. Thank you. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Add some sound uh, effects in. <laughs> yes, exactly. We're going to throw those in there. So thank you for um, coming on the podcast. As you can see, uh, everybody watching and listening, if you're listening, you can't see it, but I'm actually 64 stories high in Atlanta, Georgia, um, and it is a new backdrop. Normally, I have some guitars behind me. Oh, it's cool. really cool, but um, I love your backdrop. I love the oh, cleanliness of it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But uh, yeah, so thank you for being on the show. I appreciate oh. it. Let's dive into all things Emily. We got to okay. talk about a lot, your businesses, your passions, yeah. your dogs. We got to talk about your dogs. Yes, of course. Priority. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, let's get into it. What do you want to know? Ask me. Well, <laughs> I, the first thing I love to ask, and this is something that um, I love talking about is success, because a lot of people have a lot of definitions of it. But I want to know what Emily Frisella's definition of success is. Mine is, my definition of success is impacting others to reach their own true potential, which is actually a sliding scale. You know, everybody wants to just like, they get to a certain um, peak in their life and they think that's it. You know, that's like, oh, that's the best it's going to be. That's not true. Like the harder you push and chasing quote success, whatever that looks like as people define it, it can be monetary. It can be just the way you live. It can be how you contribute back. It can be whatever you want it to be, but it's something where as you Uh, you know, push towards that and you want more of that, you realize I'm capable of a whole lot more. So success to me is feeling sound in my decisions, having great relationships with people and making some money along the way to where I can help to impact others and give back in a big way. Uh, What an amazing definition of success. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Um, Yeah. You know, it's so interesting that you say too, like, um, collaboration is the new currency is what we've heard. I've heard that over and over from multiple different people. And like you said, build relationships. I have built some of the amazing relationships from doing a couple things. Number one is making decisions, being very intentional about those decisions, about where I'm going to go, who I'm going to spend time with, and then showing up with intention. So those three things. And a lot of people make a decision that, oh, I'm going to go, but then they kind of shy back or they just go to seminar after seminar thinking the seminar is going to do it but the relationships are what's most important yeah and i think that's one you know my husband and i we call those people success zombies they want to attend every seminar they want to you know make sure that they're you know they post their badges that they were at this seminar they want to chase all this stuff they want to follow everybody they want to repost their content they want to but the thing is and then they allude to themselves that they're actually doing that when all they're doing is just 
regurgitating things or reposting things. They're not actually taking actionable steps every single day to reach whatever their success is. And they need to make sure they've taken the time to define what that is for them. Because otherwise you just are in the sea of like entrepreneur BS that's happening, not belief system, but actually <laughs> the real BS. I don't know if I can curse on here or not, but it's, you know, they, they get caught up in that and they don't, they don't do anything. They just become this hamster wheel. You know what I mean? So it's actually, you know, people, they have to dive in. They have to realize like, what do I actually want? And it's going to be scary. You're, you know, when you first start a business, you don't want a KPI an ROI, a PL. you don't know any of that stuff. You know, when I first started my first business, I was 20 years old. I knew nothing. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur and I thought it was somehow going to be in my DNA and I was just going to be good at it. So I was, my ego was too big at the time to realize like, Hey, I need to ask for help. And I learned a lot of hard lessons by being stubborn and thinking I knew it all. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's about reaching out to other entrepreneurs, other people that are doing what you want to do it, figure out, Hey, what did you do here? Or what can I do to prevent this? You know, and that's one thing that I love about with my coaching business. Like I get to help everybody else work on their businesses to avoid mistakes that I've made in 20 years as an entrepreneur. Yeah, and you know what? That is such alignment with what Fix Your BS is all about. And it's so funny because every time I talk to a successful person, they have the same principles. And that's what that's what that is all about. It's the principles. And I love that you're talking about um, people asking them questions to where they start to understand how to compress time instead of making all the mistakes and going through all that heartache and all that pain. They can look into someone else's experience and go, Oh, well, they did it that way and it was successful. Let me model, which Brandon Dawson talks about the four M's, model, mimic, master, multiply. Mm -hmm. And that is so important. Model, mimic, master, multiply. Yes. Yeah, because if you're able to, you know, shorten that learning curve and drop your ego and ask other people, the thing is you're on a time machine for success then because if you ask me, oh, what about this, this, this? I can tell you. And you're going to avoid all the mistakes I did, which is going to, you know, get you to where you want to be, you know, years faster, not a year faster, years faster. And, you know, it's funny, you talk about you doing personal coaching. I help with people now and do group coaching, personal coaching as well. But my success really started when I made a decision to work with a personal coach. And, you know, it was, it was a few thousand dollars. And at the time it was like, oh my gosh, is, can I do it? Am I going to be able to? But yeah, what I tell people all the time about that is what is your time worth? Because if I can take a few thousand dollars and compress 10 years or five years or even one year, is right. it worth 3,000, 5,000, even 10, $15,000 to do that? Because right. I can tell you after investing hundreds of thousands, it's worth the time, you know, just yeah. to compress it. You know, I'd rather be where I want to be next year, not 15 years right. from now. And people need to think of the ROI on that because they think of ROI of straight money to money instead of cost of opportunity and time. So there is an ROI when you invest yourself into actually learning and implementing, you know, because as we all know, like knowledge isn't power. It's actually mm -hmm. actionable knowledge that you put into place is what is going to bring you power. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. In my talks, literally in my talks, I say knowledge is, and everybody goes power. And I go, that's BS. That's BS. Yep. Knowledge is knowledge without action is nothing. So yep. knowledge is potential power. If yep. you take action on it. And so many people get frozen on that part, the action. Yeah. Oh, what, what are people going to think? Right. What are people going to say? What if I don't know myself anymore? What if I don't like myself? Well, if you're going to grow, some part of you is going to have to die. It's just yep. the way it is. So yeah, and I, I always think that people are always worried about, oh, they're haters. Look, you don't have haters. People always want to say they have haters. Look, unless they're like poisoning your dog, lighting your house on fire, doing something like they're not a hater. They're just someone that's jealousy. They're jealous of you. You know what I mean? And 
jealousy is not a good look. But the thing is that they let those people. And I always tell people that like my clients that are worried about that. I'm like, the people you're worried about are the people that are asking their mom to heat up a hot pocket and drop it in the basement for them while they play Nintendo. You know what I mean? Like, these people are not doing shit because that's why they have the time online to come and troll people. Like, if I don't like something, I know you're exactly the same. If you don't like something online, you just keep scrolling. You don't stop and say, I don't agree with this because vote. No, you just move on with your life. Yeah. I was listening to a comedian the other day and he was talking about that exact thing. He goes, I have about 8 million followers on Twitter and I tweeted something. And he goes, people took the time out of their day to comment that they didn't like what I had tweeted and rebuttal to it. And he's like, do they understand that I have 8 million followers and I did not direct that toward any one person. That was yeah. just me talking. And yeah. if you don't like it, you can just go right past it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I don't like him anymore. Okay. Just keep moving. Click like, that unfollow. You're, you're, you're on my turf. I'm not on your turf. So just click on follow and you don't have to see crazy. this anymore. <laughs> it is so crazy. Um, so let's talk about for a second, we've got to talk about, um, I've been watching your Instagram story for a while now, and I see these two adorable puppies on there like every day. So let's talk about them because obviously they're yeah. very, and, and I love what you called them. I believe it was yesterday. And if you guys don't follow um, Emily right now, you need to follow her and her husband, Andy. They're doing some amazing things. Um, love their content. Uh, they speak truth, like real truth. And if you're following me, you need to follow them. But um, you called them, what did you call them? Um, farm bears? Is that what it was? I don't know what I call, like, I don't know, farm dogs. I don't know what farm, I call them. I think I you said farm, by, farm bears or farm something. And I was Maybe. a farm bear. I, I, have like so many I, names. I really them. call them the real names. I call them like dumb names all the time. <laughs> But yeah, they're just, uh, they're like our kids. Uh, they're two English bulldogs. They're going to be nine this year. And uh, they're just, they're just funny. And, you know, I work from my house and I have a studio here. And then I also are in the other building. And then I work at our headquarters in Fenton here that where's the old Chrysler building was at. And uh, so I'm kind of bebop around some home lot and they're always like around because bulldogs are like Velcro dogs. Like they're always around you all the time. Um, so I just, I just post them a lot because honestly, I'm just like, I don't do many stories of myself talking or anything. Cause I'm like, if you want to see my face, just go on Instagram, my feed, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, wow. like, you know, I think you're the same as like, you just get so caught up in the data of work and running your businesses. I don't have time to like sit there and like do stories all the time or like chit chat and things like that. I'm just like, kind of like point A to point B every day. Yeah. Well, I've got two, right. So when you have a couple businesses, you're like, okay, well, I got to run this one and do what is necessary. And they're like, you need to post on your social more. And I'm like, well, I'm yeah. doing the best I can with the social. That's why I have a team to help me out. That's all yeah. I can say. No, that's how we are. Like, that's why I mainly just rely on stories. I only post, you know, maybe once a month or something, just because with everything we've got going on and all our balls in the air and everything, go, you know, it's just, it's just not, sometimes it's like, you know, you don't, almost don't have time to like, just stop and really like think about what you want to share. And I will never like create posts not in the moment because they're not as great if you're not feeling what you want to post because they always do better, um, you know, on social media when it, you can, people can read the passion in your words. And when you yeah. just try to like write a bunch of stuff and schedule it and also like, no, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> well, it doesn't match. It doesn't match. It doesn't flow with everything else that's going on in your life in that moment. Yep. So if you write something today and schedule it out 30 days from now, it doesn't yeah. flow with what is happening, especially when you're talking about the personal story, you yeah. know, when you're writing a personal story, people can feel like this is disconnected in some way, shape or form, right. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, also just for your listeners too, is like, 
scheduling posts is never a good idea with those like third-party apps and stuff. Like if you're trying to grow your social, do not do that because um, it can really like hinder your growth that way because it can pick up that it is from a third party. So. Yeah, I always tell people when I, and then you might agree with this. If you don't, please let me know because I'm all about just getting people's opinions. Yes. But um, I, I always tell people all the time, there really is only one shortcut to success. And that is learning from other people that have already had the success that you want and modeling and, and mimicking what they do and how they do it. That is literally the only shortcut. It is not, I'm going to purchase a bunch of likes or comments or shares. No. It, it, you got, your brand is more important than a click or a like or a share. And what I talk to people that ask me questions about, well, what should I post and when should I post and all that? It's like, look, I'm still trying to figure it out too. So don't think I'm some right. sort of guru. However, right. I know the first step is to take action. I know, because you'll start to learn from, oh, that post didn't work. That doesn't make sense. Or yeah. what are other people that are in, that have the life or have the following that I want? What are they doing? And how can I model that? And right. so, you know, but you got to take action. You can't just look at their things and get caught up. And three hours later, you yeah. haven't taken any action, you know? Right. And I think it's a lot. People are again, back to like, they're scared to take that first step is like, you know, you're, you are going to have more praise for your post than you are criticism because you need to build a community around you. If you post something and someone doesn't like it and they're harassing you, just block them or tell people to unfollow you or whatever it is, because you are going to, they're going to be a lot more people that agree with you than don't, you know, and that's the community that you want. And that's what you want. And as far or that's what you want for growth. And as far as like watching other people, what they're doing, you can see their styles and stuff, but you, I feel like, um, my opinion on that is it's important that you don't mirror them because what happens are these people are years down the road than you, and they're always going to be ahead of you. So if you're trying to copy what they're doing now, you're never going to catch up because they're already on to plan D and you're still working on plan A, therefore you're behind. So like a lot of that applies to when people want to copy or do what other companies are doing or whatever. Those companies are way far behind. Like I'm just, I now have a new company starting this fall that I've been working on for four years, but nobody knows. So when it comes out, people try to copy it, but they don't know the four years I put into it behind the right. scenes to build it. You know what I mean? So it's always important. Just you have to jump in in your own self. And I hate the word authentic and transparent because I feel like it's just overused right now. But it's just, you know, you have to speak to your voice and don't try to be someone else. I agree with you, Greg, as far as like, see how they do it. Like what time are they posting? What style are they posting? All that right. kind of stuff. Make sure you engage in those posts because the people that are following their posts, if you leave a comment, they might be like, wait, who's this person? They click on you, they find you. So yeah, it's just- exactly. And, and I'm going to clarify too, because something you said, I need to clarify because people might try to, like you just said, model somebody that's way ahead of them. And what I mean by model is the person that is as successful as you want to be they have done things that have left clues of success. You need to figure out where they started and what they were doing so you can follow from the beginning all the way to where they are, not yeah. model what they're doing right now. So that's very good. I, I'm glad you- uh, I think, yeah, we're on exactly the same page, speaking, speaking the same language. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, uh, when uh, I started redoing my podcast because of the launch of the book and, and all the other things I'm doing with this, um, it, it's funny. I, I was like, who do I want? on this show, you know, like who, who is the type of person that is going to match? I wanted successful people that match the five pillars that I talk about in, in Fix Your BS, which are relationships, financially, um, career, faith, and health, those five things. And you modeled, you know, you really matched all of those, but it's funny that the people I started running into, once I made that decision, I said, this is who I want, put it out there yeah. in the universe. And then I start running into people and literally um, I was... <laughs> This had to be so surreal. And I'm going to tell this story. I hope you don't okay. mind because no, I ahead. think everybody would like to hear it. Yeah. But um, 
people probably don't know this, but we graduated from the same high school. Yeah. And um, it's funny because I literally have not hung out with anybody from my high school in like 20 years. And so I was at, at uh, near Bush Stadium, right next to Bush, Bush Stadium, and I had just competed in a fantasy Cardinals baseball camp. And I come waltzing in, I'm all dirty, sweaty, whatever. And here's Emily and she goes, Greg? And I was like, uh oh, I must be in trouble. What is happening? Uh oh, somebody knows my name. And so I would like to know you were there doing a conference, um, Women in Business Conference, which I looked up afterwards. I had never heard before then, but amazing conference. So all the ladies watching this show, if you're in business, entrepreneur, want to meet people that are in business, this is somebody you need to look up as well. But um, you were getting ready for this conference and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go. I wish I could stay in chat. I'll look you up on, on Instagram, yeah. but you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But I would love to know what your thought process, the moment you saw me walking in wow. and I'm in a Cardinals no, uniform. No, I was just like, wait a second. Cause like, I cause you look exactly. So we actually graduated the same, together in the same class right. too. Was right. same was like we graduated together and we hadn't seen each other in 22 years. So um, yeah, I just, you walked in and I was like, wait, cause you know, you were just all in the blue uniform. And I was like, it kind of was like, oh, okay. You know, no big deal, whatever. Cause we have Cardinals players that train at our facility and, you know, football guys that come in all the time. So I was like looking mm -hmm. to see if like, I knew like, oh, maybe this is one of the players that have been to headquarters before to train. And uh, so anyway, and then I looked at your face cause you look exactly the same from high school. And I was yes. like, no way. And then, uh, then you, the back of your Jersey said per, you're personally on. I was like, okay. And I was like, Greg, and you looked and I was like, just cracking up. And I told my security guard that was with me to waiting for the elevator. I was like, oh my gosh, I go, I went to high school with him. He's like, no way. I was like, yeah, I was like such a small world. I hadn't seen him in so long. And I was busy. You were busy. So I was like, Hey, yeah, cool. Great to see you. It was like, we maybe chatted what one minute and then we were off, but it was just like, so wild and we caught up a little bit uh on social so <laughs> i mean you look I, I i felt like she had to be like what the hell is going on right now no it didn't even phase me because i like yeah. no i'm just like it was just like so weird because like i never see people from high school like in st louis ever and right. it was just, just it was pretty funny <laughs> what's really funny about it is both of us you know obviously we graduated from a small town and um we went out to to do things, you know, big things. Yeah. We want to do great big things. And um, that, that's just a very rare quality in general for most people. Yeah. Most people kind of get into life and they settle. And I think that's the biggest travesty in life is that people settle. I just can't stand the, the fact that living by the that? list. We call it the checklist. People live by the list. Yeah. You know, graduate high school, go to college, get married, have kids. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Raise the kids. And then, then what, you know, play right. golf every now and then. I don't know, but yeah. Um, but no, I, it, it's just so funny. So I, I had made that decision and lo and behold, you know, we run into each other. So it just, yeah. I think uh, it, the world works in mysterious ways. It really ways, does. So. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I'm so excited to hear about, I don't know if you can announce it yet, but I'm so excited to see what happens with this business that's coming out and that you're oh, yeah. I can't announce there... it. You know, I can't announce it just yet, um, but it's just been, you know, just something I've been just kind of working on and, you know, really, because I think, um, so my husband and I collectively own and operate 11 businesses. And so our bandwidth is, it can get very minimal, you know? So it's something I've really, and I think this is also advice for anybody else looking for the, uh, you know, the BS, like the average millionaire has seven streams of income and stuff. Well, you have to be able to be a hundred percent into one and have that, the systems and the operations running before you even think of doing a secondary one. So anybody that's new or young in their entrepreneur journey, keep that in mind. But I've been really waiting and I've been wanting to do this. And I was like, okay. And I've really, I weigh the bandwidth because I don't want to do anything half-ass. You know what I mean? Like I want to be able to go all in 
And the four-year mark was just like, okay, now at this time, I will be able to, so I had to project my bandwidth for projects, for the businesses. And this is the time that it worked out to happen. So um, yeah, just like, it's something that I could have probably done it in like a year or two, but it's just, I had to wait and weigh the bandwidth of what could I actually give to make sure I could do it a hundred percent. So. Yeah. And that's what I love too, is um, one of the books that I, I really love is The One Thing. And yeah, uh, I read that good. a few years ago and it really made me, and my wife actually, um, I was doing multiple different things, but they were all kind of up in the air a little bit at the time. She's like, listen, you know, do focus on one thing. And that's what advice I give now to people all the time is focus on one thing, get it up and running, get it going. Um, the guy that is running this conference, his name's Matthew Loop, the one I'm at right now. He actually uh, was coaching me at the time. And he goes, look, nothing, you don't get paid until something gets completed. Like you, you don't make money on something until it's complete and it's done and it's worth working. And then you can process, you know, uh, write down the processes that you, you had to make that profit. And, and I, you know, that was a moment of like, oh yeah, duh, you know, you can't do all of everything. So seven streams of income, that's great, but work on one and get it really secure. Yeah. And then, okay. Then you add another business or you add another something onto that, that kind of um, ties to it. So then you can keep your eye on both, not one way over here and one way over here. Yeah. You got to have them in the same area. So yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. I think I love that advice. It is super important. And I wonder just, this is just me just kind of just thinking here. And I don't know if that seven streams came from, because I've coached new entrepreneurs that are just trying to get started. And if anybody is not for, you know, it can be a year or a couple of years before you make any money because you keep reinvesting in your business or you're working on, you know, you're just working on a project. The money isn't coming yet. So it's something where, okay. And I've, I've had this happen with one of my clients is that they want to continue to work on something that's not paying them yet, but they want to do something else thinking the money is going to come quicker for them. So they'll have some more money to dump in this one. But then what happens is the secondary thing takes just as much work. So now they're working like crazy in both, not making any money because they can't put in hundred percent to either one to actually, like you said, complete the project to get paid. And then it's like this vicious cycle of like, well, let me try a third one. Then then maybe I'll make money there. And they end up stringing themselves out so much. And they, they, it takes them so much longer to make any money because they cannot give themselves hundred percent. So I think yeah. a lot of this crap online with the entrepreneur world is a lot of fluff. Um, it's not true. You're in it. I'm in it. We know what entrepreneurship actually is. And it takes a lot more than what people lead on to be. Um, and it's very, it's, it's, is like an insane, weird life. Like, why do you choose to do this? Like, why do you choose to work yeah. 8 million hours a week? And like, you know what, you're the, everything's relying on you, but you wouldn't have it any other way. So I think it's really just, you know, focusing and knowing it's going to take your time and take your energy. And it's going to be a little bit before you see a payout. And I just think people aren't quite prepared for that whenever they you got to put in you got to put in the time and energy and, and effort nothing there's no there's really no shortcuts you you, no. you just gotta you gotta even if you model someone and what they've done and how they did it you still have to put the effort in and yep. it's going to take time as you put the effort in and you build that brand or build that name and that yeah. is so important because we live in a right now society i want to be rich now i want to be fit now i want to be thin now uh, you know I, I want to be up the corporate ladder now i, I want to have my business going now it's like you got to put in the time and energy and effort and, yeah. and figure out, figure it out over time, but you got to pay attention while you're doing that, that, right. that will help you speed it up. But, but yeah, and that I, is so true. And I think social media is to blame for that because people that are renting private jets, renting cars, they're renting this lifestyle to put on this whole like facade of like, Oh, I live this great lifestyle. I'm a successful entrepreneur 
when really they did a one hour photo shoot on a private jet. You know what I mean? And that's, that's mm -hmm. what that is there for. It's like, that's a false reality for people. So then people aren't successful right away and they get down and they just want to give up because they're like, well, such and such has only been doing it a year and they've got a private jet. You don't know what the reality is unless you actually see the tangible things that that person has sitting in their house or parked in their garage or whatever it is. And I just think social media just paints this false picture for people. And it's, it's upsetting because a lot of people go all in and they sacrifice a lot thinking they'll spend their whole life savings and then they realize, don't realize it takes a long time. It took me four years before I made any money because I was busy. Like I was reinvesting, I was reprinting, I was doing, you know what I mean? I did so much stuff and it's going to take time. So just know that's part of the deal. You have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And I hope people listen to that because that is such a huge point. I was on a show the other day, a podcast and a radio show. And um, they asked me because the book's coming out next month. They said, um, how long did it take you to write the book? And I said, it took me four months to physically write it. It took me 15 years to figure out the information to put in it. Yes. And so I've been writing that book for 15 years right. and people don't realize that. So it'll be an overnight success. Oh, it's a New York times yes. bestseller. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I had to go through some pain for 15 right. years to figure it out to where I yeah. could have some value that yep. like my wife said on the way down here, she said, refining that diamond to you had, you had this lump of coal and you had to you know, press it and refine it into something that is valuable and right. then you can put it down and now it's valuable to the community and that's how you, you do it. So I yeah. love that you're saying that because man, that is such a rampant problem right now. Oh, I want, I want to make a million dollars next year. Okay. I mean, that's possible, but it's not yeah. likely in, in how business works. Right. So let's, let's get real and let's start putting you, we want to make a million dollars next year. Great. Let's set that goal. And then yeah. let's pull it back to where you are and figure out what the steps need to happen to get to that. And right. um, people generally realize, ooh, well, it might take longer than I thought. Well, yeah. And we always <laughs> tease that it's like, or not tease, we always just point out to people, they're like, you know, if they say like, oh, you know, you guys are this or that or whatever it is, or like, oh, your book, you know, you sold so many copies, you must be like, well, actually that's, I always just tell them like, no, that's back pay. And we, I relate it to like professional athletes, like baseball players or let's say Patrick Mahomes, you know, you get a $400 million contract. Well, he's been practicing since he's been six years old for that. So you think about all those years of time he's put in to make that. So like it's, it's back pay, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you really think about it and people don't realize like, again, the, the time you put in the stress, the anguish, all the stuff that goes in is the, the mess of entrepreneurship that you love, but it's such a, like, <laughs> it's a, entrepreneurship is like a toxic relationship. Like, it takes everything from you, walks all over you, but for some reason you still come back. <laughs> it, it's like, um, I don't know if you play golf at all or anything, but when you're on, I'm a, I'm a, I like golfing, but I'm an amateur. I'm not great at it. I, I play just enough to mess around and have fun, but not yeah. enough to get better at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. every round, there's at least a couple times where you hit the ball so pure that you're like, that felt amazing. I want to do that every time. And that's what yeah. entrepreneurship is. Right. It's like, you try something, it didn't work. You pull back. Oh, you put something into here. Oh, that didn't work. Oh, but I learned from it. And then you hit one so pure. You're like, yes, that was yeah. awesome. And then you get your back pay. And then you're like, okay, I want to do that again. And then you try something. And you're like, oh, maybe that didn't work so much. But the cool thing is, is that the, the more things that you try and learn from, the more correct decisions you can make into the future. So the more of those pure shots that you can hit. And no. I think that's what you're doing with Andy right now. You guys are hitting some pure shots, which is fantastic. We're trying, but you know, that's the thing is like, you don't always see the shots that don't work either. <laughs> so it's just, you know, there's always that things too. So, but yeah, it's like you, I think you just, you gain confidence, you learn what works and then you can 
implement and copy those systems from one company or business industry to the other and tweak it a little bit to, you know, that's what like in our taste syndicate, we do our calls and it might be someone ask a Q and a, let's say about a roofing company. Well, it's your, and this is something that all entrepreneurs and people need to learn from is when you're in a conversation with people that maybe aren't in your industry, you need to listen because everyone knows something that you don't. So if you, let's say I'm a roofer and I ask a question and somebody's talking about the process or what I can do to fix it with the customer service thing, it's your job. And what you should be looking for as an entrepreneur of like, how can I implement that thought process in my business? Like I'm not a roofer. I'm a you know, a nurse practitioner, how can I make that work in the practice that I work within to make my customers better and X, Y, Z, you know what I mean? So it's always looking and seeking out information from others and being able to twist it and implement it into your own world. And businesses are, you know, the, the structure of business is similar across anything. It doesn't matter. Um, one of my mentors, Brandon Dawson, he's doing this in multiple different verticals. He's got one business system and he is implementing it in a multiple different verticals because the verticals are different niches, you know? Yeah. Um, so like through for, like you said, um, you know, orthodontist, you know, whatever. He's got like 20 of them now, um, HVAC, blah, blah, blah. But the business side is still similar. So when somebody asks a question outside of their niche, still listen to it because it's still a business question exactly. and you're going to learn something from it. But that drives me crazy when people tune out. Oh, that doesn't apply to me. How do you know you didn't even listen? Like you got to yeah. pay attention and listen. Well, yeah. or they think that they're not for far enough in their journey yet, or they're, so they surpass that. So where they tune out, but like, you may not have been as far ahead as that person is, but you know what, you're going to get there at some point. So you need to listen so you can prepare. And again, you know, maybe shave some time off of your learning curve, or if you're past that, maybe listen to the person that's a little bit younger in their entrepreneurship journey, because, you know, you may have gone so far past that where you forget the little details. And I always say the dollars are in the details. You know, are you writing customer thank you cards? Are you sending out quarterly little thank yous to certain people randomly here and there? Because to be able to build those relationships, you know, everything is built on relationships. You know, word of mm -hmm. mouth is obviously the best marketing than anything else. And people seem to bypass all that and just go straight for their ads and their, their big things instead of like, write oh, the perfect Facebook ad. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Who or cares? they only want to pay yeah. attention to the customer that's spending 10,000 instead of $10. So what if that $10 customer is the son of someone that's going to spend 10 million with you, but you treated him like not as great as the $10,000 customer. You know what I mean? There's just, there's right. so much in entrepreneurship that are like little nuances and caveats that you have to learn as you go, but it's really, it's honestly treating everybody exactly the same, giving them all like 100% customer satisfaction, taking care of people, no matter what industry you're in. And, and that's so, so important. In fact, I've learned a couple of things. I'm like thinking in my head, oh man, I need to go back to my team and we need to do this a little different and that a little better. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be texting them tomorrow and I know it's Saturday <laughs> and all, but you know, let's, let's, uh, you got to do this stuff, but yeah. Well, Emily, uh, any final thoughts before we hop off here? I really appreciate you being on this. Um, and I hope that the people that are listening or watching get, you know, a ton of value because they need to watch it a couple of times. And there's so many little nuggets within this 45 minute, you know, program that if they listen to it a few times and then come back maybe a year later and listen to it again, they will pull little things out because you have a lot of businesses that are very successful. Um, I'm working on a few that are obviously growing as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to where you guys are and try to, you know, we are going to have a little bit of a battle. I think we're going to see, oh, uh, are we? <laughs> I think so. I'm, I'm very competitive. I like, you know, competition. Oh, my. Let me, um, let me my knuckles here and get ready. Oh, no. let's go. <laughs> um, but anyway, any final thoughts, anything you'd like to say, uh, while we, uh, right before we hop off of here? 
You know, I know this is going to sound really cliche and maybe like a little like cheesy, but it really is just staying true to yourself, your values and your morals. Make sure you set core values for yourself and within your company to live by those. I have my nine core values posted in my studio and our headquarters. And we are all, every, all of my entire team on all of my different, my teams from different businesses, we're all aligned with those. And that's actually how we course correct and everything else. So somebody messes up, I'm like, hey, which core value is this? Like we, this is what we do, you know, accept responsibility or whatever it is. And we learn and train by that. So I think one thing that every entrepreneur needs to do, that's a little, that's something very important is to set your core values to live by, to train your team on that. You have a monthly meeting on it. You review them. Everybody understands them because with that collectively, it's the best way to build a very, very solid culture that is nearly unshakable in your businesses. Man, that was that right there is such a golden nugget that if people just take that right there and implement it, I hope they listen to this whole thing because sometimes the best nuggets are always right there at the end. <laughs> um, so Emily, I really appreciate you one, once again. Um, congratulations you. on your all your success. Congratulations you. on all your failures as well because yeah. you learned from them. Oh, well hey, done. You, gotta have, you don't have the wins without the failures. That's right. That's right. And um, I look forward to working with you guys in the future. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you very much. For, uh, for me, this is uh, Dr. G with uh, Fix Your BS, where BS stands for Belief Systems. Thank you for watching once again and listening, obviously. And we will see you on the next episode.